What's up, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Dr. Joey Kramer podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kramer, and this is a podcast about health. Health is a complete state of well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmaries. What is happening, people? Man, can you believe it? Back-to-back episodes, I've actually done it. I've managed to impress myself with actually staying disciplined in my commitment to you. Today, I want to start a new segment of the Dr. Joey Kramer podcast, and this is a segment that I think will become incredibly popular among our listeners because it will answer a majority of the hot-button topics that surround health on a day-to-day basis, especially coming from the headlines of the latest and greatest news stations these days. And it's really fascinating to me because Over the years, I have accumulated a wide breadth of knowledge just from studying in general, right? I think if you read an article a day, you know, it's 365 articles that over the last 10 years, you've really gained a a width and breadth. And some things I just start to take for granted, and many of you may not know them. Many of you may not understand them. And many of you may be exposed to them for the first time and bring that question to me, and I may just have a flat answer for you, and you may be like, well, how do you know that? And I, I can't tell you the source. Majority of the time, it comes from some research that I've done over the years because I am a very prolific reader. But in order to combat that, I've decided to create a new segment, and we're going to call it Science 101. And these are going to be a side segment that goes in conjunction with my normal discussion on health, in which we're going to dive into a topic that is going to be applicable to you and your health journey as we travel together over the years. And so what more fitting for Science 101 than the first episode to be from an article published on June 9th, 2022 on the Epoch Times. The headline reads, The Vegas Nerve. Man, I'm excited. Are are you guys? Because dang, this is my bread and butter, baby. Let's get started with it. I'm going to read you a few excerpts, and then we're going to dive into its application for your health. To access the benefits of mind-body medicine, you may want to familiarize yourself with the vagus nerve, which is a two-way communication system between the brain and your organs. It's the longest nerve in the autonomic nervous system. Actually, we have two, one on each side of the body that weaves through the torso and the neck. A little Dr. Kramer insert here. If you were blessed with having Dr. Brahm Sarudabi or Mr. Brahm Sarudabi, I don't know if you ever got his doctor, uh, as your gross anatomy professor, gross one, gross two, He said, it's real simple. The vagus nerve runs from your neck to your nuts, and you got one on the right and one on the left, and it controls everything in between. (laughs) Let's continue. Vagus is Latin for wondering, aptly named as this nerve communicates both sensory and motor information from several systems and many organs. Because it's associated with, but not limited to, blood vessels, the lungs, the heart, the stomach, the esophagus, the intestines. The vagus nerve regulates circulation, breathing, heart rate, digestion, and other hormonal areas of your physical health. (laughs) It's not that important. (laughs) Let's just treat the symptom. This sounds good to me. 
About 80% of the fibers of the vagus nerve run from the body to the brain. This fascinating fact is what leads to the bottom-up approaches in cognitive behavioral research and practice. While it may be impossible to talk the brain out of a behavior, top-down therapy, practices that involve the body and tapping into the vagus nerve can send messages of safety tolerance, and confidence to the brain. This bottom-up approach has been found to be particularly helpful for triggers, even for managing physical symptoms of disease and illness. It's fascinating to me because this theory of the vagus nerve was presented in 1994. In a normally regulated person, the body's autonomic nervous system easily moves between sympathetic the gas pedal of arousal that can assist us in fighting or fleeing, and the parasympathetic, the brake that gives our systems the chance to slow down for resting and digesting our food. Someone who has a dysregulated nervous system often feels victimized by the overly exaggerated states that either put them in a perpetual hyperarousal, that's going to be sympathetic dominant, or leave them completely numb, parasympathetic dominant, or stuck on a pendulum swinging between the two, fight or flight, rest and digest, bipolar anyone? Not only can this undermine relationships, but it can also wreak havoc on the immune system and contribute to developing diabetes, heart disease, gut issues, and more. Functional doctors often describe this term as vagal tone or how well your body self-regulates. Damn. Low vagal tone indicates prolonged stress, anxiety, depression, and emotional dysregulation, not only during stress, but also when the trigger is no longer present. This deeper understanding of the nervous system is spurring a growing field of research. With that has come a renewed comprehension of the connectedness of the body and brain and how this connection affects healing. While many traditions and philosophies from humanity's past had this connection as medical fact, it was widely forgotten in the modern era. It underscores the need for a more holistic approach to healing. June 9th, 2022, the vagus nerve. So how does that apply to you? Man. 1934, B.J. Palmer comes out with a book called The Subluxation Specific, The Adjustment Specific, in which he underlines and debates and defends the idea that the autonomic nervous system, because it is one system, while we divide the branches of the vagus into sympathetic and parasympathetic, mainly for understanding things, it's all the same system housed underneath the nervous system. And he made the argument with the accurate understanding that on the body-to-brain communication, the afferent half, the sensory input into the brain, that there can only be one place that the vagal nerve is interrupted in the brain-to-body communication, and that place is called your cranial cervical junction. It is called your upper cervical spine. It is called the occiput atlas axis combo. It can be called the hole-in-one. It can be called upper cervical. It can be called C1 to B1. It can be C1 or C2. But what this shows me is that last statement to where while modern science is still now trying to debate this, 
there are many medical professions that have determined this to be fact. And it was done from a philosophically deduced system of trial and error, and which ultimately led to deducing that the way that we successfully help sick people get well, because you heard me just say that the vagus nerve is responsible for blood vessels, lungs, heart, stomach, esophagus, intestines. Also, you can throw in there kidneys, gallbladder, uh, sex organs. You can throw adrenal glands. You could put the endocrine system, the neurophysiological system of the endocrine, the neuro, whatever you want to name it, or whatever your fancy term you want to call it, is all regulated by the neurological system of the vagus nerve and how well it functions. Palmer was able to deduce that, yes, we can get sick people well, and we can take any single condition that is associated with any one of those organ systems, blood vessels, lungs, heart, stomach, endocrine, esophagus, intestines, sex hormones, vagus nerve, blah, blah, blah. Any one of these pieces is related to the upper cervical spine, period. 80% of the vagus nerve is responsible for commuting to the body, to the brain. And you know what? If this science actually took it one step further in Science 101, 80% of the vagus nerve on the sensory input is regulated by the suboccipital triangle muscles, which control the alignment of C0, C1, C2. So if you have a dysregulated vagus nerve, if you are suffering from any symptom that is associated with any of the organ systems we just listed, because we could say, you know, uh, here's an example. When it comes to digestion the, digestion, the vagus nerve controls many aspects of the process, including assisting the pancreas and releasing digestive enzymes, helping the gallbladder nudge out the correct amount of bile and controlling the valve at the base of the stomach as well as the one between the small and large intestines. So if you got gut issues going on, you have a problem with your vagus nerve, and it's probably going to begin with a neck issue. No matter the number of cleanses you do, no matter the number of uh, orthobiotics you, know, you take or the number of you know, probiotics or whatever digestive enzymes you want to go through, you have a vagal nerve issue because we understand that the body has to communicate back to the brain to allow top-down theory to take place in which the brain will make subtle changes to the body to ensure that at all points in time, the body is responding to how well your stress hormones are regulated. Like this article says, if you are stuck in a fight-or-flight state or you are stuck in a comfortably numb state, being parasympathetic dominant, or you're balancing between the two like somebody that does that's bipolar, you have a dysregulated vagus nerve. So there's no amount of depressants you can take or stimulants you can take or a combination of the two that is actually going to solve the problem. You see, when we start diving into Science 101, modern medicine is so close to understanding what we have known since 1895. Chiropractic is a complete science, a complete philosophy, and a complete art. And chiropractic also understands that if you can adjust when necessary, the vagus nerve via the upper cervical spine, you can restore health to a majority of the population. This is why I'm so passionate about this subject and why article number one of Science 101 comes in, because when somebody comes into hope, which is my private business, and they are looking for answers for any one of their medical conditions, we always start with evaluating vagal tone. 
We do so using skin thermography. Blood vessels regulate heat temperature on the surface of your skin. It is so specific that you should be within a 0.3 degrees Celsius between the right and left half of your body. If you cannot regulate your body temperature or your surface dermal spinal temperature within 0.3 degrees Celsius, yes, it is very specific what I am measuring, then you have dysregulation of the autonomic system, dysregulation of the vagus nerve, dysregulation of the upper cervical spine, and it is only a matter of time before you develop dis-ease. That's a whole lot of disses there, but it should make sense after the article we just read. Brain to body, body to brain, the interference occurs on the body to brain half, resulting in disafferentation and dysregulation of the autonomic system. So when we run that temperature graph and you're somewhere between 1 to 2 degrees Celsius off of the tolerance being 0.3 degrees Celsius, you are sick. You're dysfunctional. You have a problem with your upper cervical spine. And guess what? We can help. We can fix it. We can make you better. Now, you see, the problem is that in modern medicine, we want to sell the idea that once you fix this vagus nerve, you're all of a sudden better. But you have to take into, con into consideration at this point that we also live life in a state of chronic stress. Day in and day out, we are subjecting ourselves to stress. We have what is called an autonomic reservoir of how well we can tolerate stress over a certain amount of time. Most people in present day, if they are not under upper cervical care, can only tolerate stress for somewhere between 24 to 72 hours before their body begins to break down. Then the next thing you know, they're like, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I'm going to go sleep for 10 and a half hours, and then I'm going to wake up and then I'm going to subject myself to all those stressors again. This is because you have a dysregulated nervous system that's controlled by a biomechanical problem in your neck. So you may go take some melatonin. You may go take some caffeine. You may go try the latest and greatest juice cleanse, and you may feel great for a week, two weeks, and all of a sudden you don't feel good anymore, and you're wondering why is this not permanently changing me? It's because your habits or your lack of discipline is resulting in dysregulation of your neurological system. There's a disconnect. So as a result, the more stress you subject yourself to, the higher dysregulation takes place, the more opportunity you have for disease to manifest in your body. Now, the opposite is also true because when you're under upper cervical specific care, most people, after we get you stable, which takes us three to five months, can manage stress for somewhere between 28 and 35 days. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a hell of a rhythm to be in, if you can actually go through the 30-day window of not being fatigued, of not having brain fog, of not having headaches or migraines or dealing with numbness or pain or suffering or distraction or any of the things that we just discussed with this or digestive issues, right? That's a big deal because in that autonomic rhythm of 28 to 34 days, your body is going through a continual state of improving autonomic tone, vagal tone, vagal resiliency, in which you optimize your body performance and create a normal neurological environment so you can succeed at whatever endeavor you pursue in your life. It's fascinating to me because if you ever study training cycles for athletes, 
It's all based upon autonomic stressors. Build, 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 cut back. Build, 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 cut back. And what they're trying to do is to stress the system to a new level of neuroadaptability. For those of you who are stuck in vagal issues or a fight or flight dominant or a rest and digest dominant state, you can't even respond to a stress, stress, stress resiliency state because your body is already broken down. So my proposal, while this guy like goes further in the article and he starts talking about meditation and breathing, you know, I think last year there was a really powerful book called Breathe that came out discussing the need for nasal breathing. Or you can look at Wim Hof and his methods of how we can, you know, manage him, his breath and body temperature and subarctic temperatures, wearing T-shirts and shorts, right? A lot of this is vagal training, years of vagal training. But my proposal to this is that all those things are great, but they still do not address the underlying pathology of you having neck dysfunction, upper cervical spine dysfunction, cranial cervical junction dysfunction, a result of superseding your autonomic vagal capacity, which causes a maladaptive state in the muscles of the suboccipital triangle, resulting in a malposition of C1, C2, causing disafferentation, dysregulation, and disease in the body. That's as simple as it gets, folks. This is Neurological System 101. It's been around since 1934 in the chiropractic field. And many, many special upper cervical doctors throughout the years in their little pockets have spent their life helping sick people get well without the use of drugs or surgery. And knowing that by addressing vagal tone through the upper cervical spine, we are able to transform an individual's life and create health. That, my friends, is Science 101, the Vegas Nerve, June 9th, 2022, the Epoch Times.